Welcome to the Watch and Learn Show, where we talk about life lessons we learn from movies new and old, and we have a bit of fun along the way. And now, here's the host, Sky and Dusty. Hey, hey, movie maniacs, my name is Sky, and you can see on the screen right now is my brother Dusty. Dust! It's going fantastic. How are you doing, man? Uh, sweet, man. Fresno's great. It's been really foggy and cold lately, but still a lovely winter so far. I love how we always open up with weather because <laughs> I'm in Phoenix where it's hot. Like literally right now, I want to say outside it's sunny and beautiful and it's like a high of 70. So it's beautiful. I mean, like it's the most perfect weather. Wintertime in Phoenix is absolutely amazing. I bet, man. That's so, I couldn't imagine. I mean, it's been sunny here, but when it does get sunny, it's still the high as like 63 or something. Still comfortable to be outside in shorts and a t-shirt, at least at the height of the day, you know, the height of the sun. Yes, <laughs> it is. But um, now watching Bill and Ted's, because we're going to be doing eventually, whenever the new Bill and Ted's face music comes out, I'm looking forward to seeing that. But now we went back and watched Bill and Ted's again. Tell me your thoughts after so many years, you know, being young, watching it the first time, then coming back back now with all the movie history and how old we are. What are your thoughts now? Uh, you know, it's interesting. I didn't realize it till I watched it this this time recently. Um, it's actually we we saw it when I was 12, 1989. You know, I was born in 77. You were born in 79. You were 10. I was 12. And how funny that I think I still am. I'm still in love with it now, just like I was back then. It was a great movie, super funny, great actors, fun guys. Never seen before. Alex Winters, maybe saw him on Lost Boys and Keanu Reeves, who's this guy? And then George Carlin, of course, right? Just overall, the great acting, a great story as well. A fun time traveling movie. I would rather watch this than Back to the Future Part 1. I really would. I, I enjoy it more. Even though the, the time travel's basically the same, you can go into the past in your contained vehicle and make changes and stuff. Um, but this one didn't actually make changes to the past. They just use historical figures from the past. So it was a fun way to do a time travel movie instead of, you know, trying to right the wrongs. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, I would say I think I loved it more so when I watched it the first time, but walking through it the second time, I'm sitting there with my kids, we're watching the movie and I'm like, man, this is a good story. Like it's obviously it's corny and all that sort of stuff with the, you know, the phone booth. And I'm like, Hey kids, you see what that is? That is like your cell phone, but in a booth, you know, it's, you don't have any apps. You just literally, all you can do is call. And so I had to explain that and explain, Hey, this is the eighties. And so this is the type of music, the music that boom, 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 you know, coming at the very beginning, all this stuff is 80 stuff. This is when daddy grew up and he was like your age. Right? It's so fun to explain that stuff to him. But as I was watching it, the first little bits, I was like, this is kind of, kind of corny like it's it's almost a little hokey but when they go into the storytelling of going back and actually finding like at first they're like man these guys are just you know doofuses that's really what it comes down to but when they start going back in time and they figure out what we can do and what we can't do and and um get these people to come and speak out our performance all that stuff is cool but that the whole thing with their music being what brings peace to the entire world i'm like wow that's so that's like mind blown but um I would say that I definitely enjoyed the um, I enjoyed watching the movie, probably not as much as the first time or when we were young, but thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable. 
Good. I'm glad to hear that. Now, I'm also glad to hear that you watched it with your kids. I made the mistake. I watched it last minute. The kids are at school, so I wasn't able to watch it with them. I'm going to have to watch it again because I really do think they would get a big kick out of this movie. Now, I have one question for you. Uh, because we watched it originally when you were 10 and I was 12, did you understand the joke? 69 dudes. Did you understand nope. that back then? Not yeah. at all. Yeah, Not me all. either. Like, oh, hey, they got the same number. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, with their reaction and the, the way that, you know, they say 69 dudes and they do that. Like, you know, it's a funny thing. So as a kid, you still just laugh at it anyway. I remember back then, and it must have been some years later uh, that I figured out what 69 is, you know. But did <laughs> your, how did your kids respond to 69 dudes? They didn't say anything. They just said, oh, they just laughed because they have the same number, like both two sets, like Bill and Ted over here, Bill and Ted over here, without talking to each other, know that number. So it's just like, oh, it's funny. That's the only thing you think of. Yeah, yeah. And one of these days, they'll learn what it is, and they'll think back to Bill and Ted's, and oh, they'll get a second <laughs> laugh, laugh out of it, you know? Exactly. Yep, yep. Um, so uh, I just... I. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie and seeing George Carlin back in the day, I didn't know who George Carlin was, but over the years, you know, watching comedy and stuff, he was a great part of this movie. Um, but I do have, I just want to say my Monday morning quarterback right away. Why are you giving these two doofuses access to a time machine by themselves? Why risk that? You know what I mean? And I, I completely agree. My first thought was when George Carlin says, you're on your own, I'm leaving like, you got better things to do? Like, what? Is there another group of people you're like, literally just stay here with me? I was like, I what are you These are the for? guys that changed history, made every, brought everybody together. Like, why would you leave them? What do you have better to do? You're right. Maybe it's eventually going to make them better or whatever. But in part two, we know death goes with them. And so, I don't know. It's just <laughs> it's fun. But um, George Carlin's great. I he, he passed away, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But um, seeing, like you said, Keanu Rooms, who was the, uh, what was Ted's? Or Bill's name? His, uh, uh, Alex Winter. Alex Winter. Seeing those guys, I remember seeing Lost Boys, and he was on Lost Boys, but he didn't have a big part of talking. He was just kind of, you know, a face running around. But seeing those two guys play together, they did a really, really good job. And not even knowing anything about Keanu Reeves, I was like, man, I'm looking at Keanu Reeves here. Like, he plays, like, who would ever think, unless you're actually in the movie business, like, as I'm watching, I'm like, that guy is an idiot. Like, I don't want to hire somebody like that for another movie, but. No, it was back. He's just playing a part. He's playing a part being stupid. And he did a fantastic job. And then I think, I don't know if this like catapulted his career, but I think Speed, the movie Speed really took him off. But um, yeah, seeing him, but you didn't see Alex Winter do much more so out of Bill and Ted's. Do you know much more about what he's done? Um, he just does a lot of producing and directing now. For the most part, I, I guess he's acted in a few things. I can't see anything. I looked him up on IMDb real quick, but he's uh, been a director for Jimmy Kimmel uh, for his television show and done a lot of other movies and stuff. Just basically a behind the scenes guy now. Got it. Yep. Got it. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the getting into the story. Now, what is your thought about the whole piece and everything brought through music? Who comes up with something like that? That's the storyline. It's just like, wow, I never would have thought like this is a storyline we should make a movie into having somebody creates music, some dumb guys make music and that brings peace to the entire world. What are your thoughts about that? I think it's great. And I think, I don't know that it's actually, you know, ever going to happen, but it's possible. Music does be, bring people together. And my guess, the writers for this movie, whoever came up with the original idea and wrote it, they must be Beatles fans, right? 
Beatles have all these songs about harmony and getting together. And, and, you know, they probably weren't Led Zeppelin fans, these guys. Maybe they were, but big time. No, they were, they were Iron Maiden fans. That's right. Iron Maiden fans as well. You're right. I just think, you know, I, I think it's totally possible that some music or some person could come around and bring the world together. And I would love it if that did happen. If the wild stallions, the wild Stalins came and did that one day. You know what's interesting, though? As I look back of all history, literally right now, as we're sitting, this is 2020, when we're recording this, this is the most peaceful time ever in the entire world of all history. It's usually dynasties taking over dynasties, countries taking over countries like Genghis Khan. Obviously, we know of Genghis Khan through here. Um, It's always like Joan of Arc came from battles and all that sort of stuff. There was always war, always conflict. Literally no time in the history of the world has it ever been as peaceful. Now, it's not 100% peace. Completely agree with that. But it is so peaceful. Like countries are not taking over countries. And America is not like, hey, we're going to take over Iraq and actually plant ourselves there. No, we take over, we beat people up and then leave or kill people and then leave. But yeah, I just think that uh, it's really interesting to think of like music making it. I could absolutely see, like I, I enjoy music. But there are certain people that just don't care about music. And so for my thought, like it, like my wife, she, God bless her, she likes music, okay, but she'll never think to turn it on. I'm like, the first thing I do is turn on Crazy, music. Crazy, man. Exactly. And so um, the thought that that actually could happen, it's obviously a, a story. It's obviously a fun movie. But that was the first thing that popped in my mind. There's not a lot of people actually, like people like music, but not everybody. So it, yeah. But um, from there, as they track through the story, I, I, first thing I said to my wife, I said, Hey, I'm going to watch Bill and Ted's with my, with the, with the kids. Cause it's a fun movie. It's a young movie. They can absolutely watch. The first thing Melissa said, well, they got this, this one girl in there that was, that's not good. I'm like, what girl? Like the princesses, they're not bad. And I, as we're watching, I realized the stepmom. Oh, it's, it's the stepmom. <laughs> yeah, whole thought. Yeah, she just remembered from watching it back when she was 12 or 15 or whatever. There, there was some something that wasn't the best about it. That and so when she said, "Yeah, that's what I was talking about." Oh, it's a stepmom. I get it. Like he's 40, like maybe our age, and she's like you know 21. I was like, oh man, that. So that was a little bad when my kids were sitting there watching it when he's closing the door. They're kind of like, Ur. I was like, yeah. let's just move on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I didn't. I don't see for 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 myself that that kind of thing never even uh, comes up as an issue for me. I'll just I'll plop a movie like this on in front of the kids, no problem with that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so going through it, we completely laughed. The kids, I love seeing the kids get embarrassed when they're watching a movie. So everything from um, uh, any type of kissing thing or whatever it might be, they get all embarrassed. Or even just if and there's they try something- to cover their eyes like this and stuff. Well, not, not necessarily kissing, but like um, funny things. Like if somebody's getting embarrassed, they get all like, oh, they get all they embarrassed do, for huh? the people. It's fun yeah. to watch that. Yeah, it is for sure. My my youngest son Dalen gets that as well. Um, and one of the things I, I I think I'm often pretty empathetic with characters in the movies as well. And that's one of the reasons why I do not like and can never watch Meet the Parents or Meet the Fockers and stuff because Greg goes through so much crap and he is embarrassed and he makes bad choices and he's put in terrible situations over and over again. I feel 100% for him and watching that movie, I understand parts are funny and stuff, but I feel so bad for him watching it. I cannot watch those movies at all. So, I mean, it's fun seeing my 
kids empathize with characters on the screen as well, but but sometimes you can em- over empathize with them to where it detracts from your movie going experience. Yeah, absolutely. I completely understand and agree with that. So I really like when they, I, I guess what, the first parts of the movie, maybe the first 20 minutes were kind of like, um, it, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like it was just okay. But when the time travel came in, that's when it got more fun. That was when it got more storytelling, like going here and then going there. And now they have a plan. They, they, they have a little highs and lows and seeing everybody, all the, um, the characters at you know, historical dudes at the mall and that whole scene at the mall, I thought that was really fun. I really liked uh, Napoleon. His character is really fun. So I like that storytelling aspect, changing it up and saying instead of like learning, bringing them back and then take them back to their houses or even where they live. I thought that was really cool. What do you think? I agree with you there. If they would have um, just stuck with, let's go back, learn a little bit, go to another time, learn a little bit, and then regurgitate it all, a much more boring presentation. Uh, so what they did, bringing historical dudes back with them was great. And Speaking of boring, wouldn't that have been the most boring day at school ever to be stuck in that auditorium listening to fellow students talk about whatever kind of crap history they, you know, whatever they came up with their reports? I would hate that. Worst day ever. That's when you really need a cell phone, you know, to play Angry Birds <laughs> in the seats right there. You're like, I need an A just for sitting through six hours of you people do. talking. Yep. That's just like, you, I should not be here. It should just be you teachers that this is what you want so yep. bad. But we 100%. needed something for the presentation. Now, I want to jump into my first lesson. Oh, yeah. We could talk. Yeah, we can definitely talk about all the things about the movie, um, like fighting as knights inside the castle. So I thought that was right. They did fun. exactly what anybody would do when you see suits of armor right there and swords. Yeah, you're going to put it on and start pretend battling, you know? So absolutely. Good. Mm-hmm. So my first lesson that I have is. Thinking outside the box, because we just started talking about, you know, instead of doing the talking and, you know, learning, going to the stage and then presenting, thinking outside the box. And that's literally what Bill did. Bill thought, you know what we can do? Like when Napoleon came in, he's like, I got an idea. Let's bring everybody here. We can bring them all back. Let's bring everybody here. Have them help us present. And for me, thinking outside the box, I'm like, that's brilliant. Number one. Number two, it's absolutely going to give you an A because it's the real people. And number three, it's totally different than um, uh, just regurgitating what you learned. Like this is interactive. It's very fun. It's fresh and all that sort of stuff. So Bill, A plus thinking outside the box, making a presentation where somebody is like, you should literally get a play A for the entire uh, uh, grade for you, not just for this presentation, for your entire class and A. 100%. I agree with you there. It's a great idea and a great lesson just thinking outside of the box, doing what other people aren't going to do. And that's going to bring you success where other people find failure or just mediocrity, you know? That's yes. a very good lesson. Uh, my first lesson is follow your dreams. So Bill's, uh, well, I guess especially Ted's dad was against them being wild stallions against the whole rock and roll thing. But you know what, what ends up happening through this movie and as we see through Bill and Ted for their life, they end up following their dreams, uh, creating a great band and then creating great music and then reuniting the world and bringing peace to the world, right? You don't know what your dreams can eventually accomplish for you and for everyone else. For them, I mean, even if they just started a band and, and went to a few concerts and stuff, hey, they have a great experience. They learn a lot by doing this but then their dream if they if he would have listened to his dad if he would have been sent off to the army military school or whatever um they would have never changed the world like they did so follow your dreams that's a great great point um i love that and what i 
I really like the Sigmund Freud thing, you know, where he's like, and because of your dad doing this, and he's like, oh, Ted's just blown away. (laughs) Oh, speaking of woe, was this the first time woe became a thing, right? And I was thinking about, you know, you hear hear Ted say woe a few times. Bill probably said it too. Um, But then I looked up uh, Joey Lawrence in Blossom. He said woe. Oh, that was his woe. That was his big thing. And that hit in the 90s. So my guess is this is the first time when woe became a thing. And and I have uh, Bill and Ted's to thank for that because I love the word woe. I say it all the time. I've... Do you know what that got me thinking? And I think that's a great thought is the different slang, not slang, but like idioms or talking or like, like just words that you make up. Um, like even though excellent and bogus were not made up, it's um, it's something like it's not normal part of your vocabulary. But bringing in Bill and Ted's, they I started saying excellent because Bill and Ted started saying excellent. Sure. And like this is most triumphant, you know, stuff yeah. like that or <laughs> non most triumphant or something yeah. like that. Just um, what's interesting right now is, you know, you're probably over like you're not millennial. I'm like at the very end, like or the beginning of millennial, like that there was a cutoff for some reason. Like if you're born like in 1979 and later, you're a millennial. It's, that's what they say. Or 1980 or one. one. But anyways, millennials right now or not just millennials, like the young generation, like our kids, kids or our kids ages, like 13, 15. They have some weird slangs like we at least used words that made sense, even in a weird way. Like, um, oh, that's legit. You're like, oh, legitimate, I get it. But when you say like, oh, those those kicks be dripping. Like, what in the world <laughs> is that? Like, okay, kicks, I get it. That's shoes, okay, I know that. But dripping, apparently dripping is good. But same thing, we used to use, oh, that's bad. Well, what is bad good? <laughs> and so mm-hmm. just all these you know, terminology come out. It's like, man, that's just... Um, it's fun to see the difference in, you know, language as people kind of progress. But um, so I really like the word, like that thought of, whoa. But um, is there any other word that really stood out to you that you're just like, man, that was great? Because for me, bogus was like, whoa, that's a cool word. Bogus. Let's use that. Yeah. My guess, I mean, in this movie, dude is a big one, too. I don't I can't recall if this is probably the start of dude and whoa. And excellent, like all those words, like you had said, right? Like they coined so many things here. Of course, they were used by other people, but when you put it in a movie, now it becomes popular. Now the whole world, if dude was like a West Coast thing, only people in California said it, but now Bill and Ted's people in New York and Tennessee will say dude now too, you know? You're absolutely right. And I for, completely forgot about that one. Dude is literally one of the best words. I You call me dude all the time. You're like, hey, what's up, dude? Anyway, we- it all the time. Yeah, all the time. That that is a fantastic word. In fact, a hilarious, hilarious movie is basketball, and the two guys literally have a conversation. Dude, 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 dude. dude. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's a great word. Is the word dude? So my second lesson is if you are sneaking around trying to save some, you know, hot babes or princess babes. Don't start play fighting. It, like I literally like, what are you doing? Like you're play fighting with swords and yelling and all that sort of stuff. And you fall down the stairs. You're making so much racket. I'm like, you need to be more stealth. I learned that when I was really, really young, when I'm sneaking into the cookies or something. Like I, if I make noise, that makes mommy know that I'm doing something bad. So don't make noise. Yep, you're right. The, the lesson is just be stealth. Be stealth. For sure. I agree with that <laughs> for sure. Uh, my kids try it all the time, but I'm I, I try to always be observant and I realize when when they when they sneak a cookie or sneak some candy to their bedroom, I often catch it. I, I like to think I do at least. 
And then I know they're hiding places for rappers. I just look under the bed and bam, there's 15 <laughs> rappers in Dalen's room. Oh, Dalen, what is happening here? <laughs> I got one quick story for you. It's along those lines. So Faith, she was like, I want to say three years old. So she can talk okay or fairly well. And she had trouble with basically peeing in her panties. Not a lot, but just a little bit because she gets excited and doesn't uh, go to the bathroom. Anyways, we would have to get on her if we like, well, man, we smell pee-pee. Faith is our little girl. Um, we smell pee-pee. Faith, did you pee your panties? And she would say no, but then she actually did. So one time she actually smelled like pee-pee. Her big sister, Ellie, says, hey, daddy, Faith smells like pee-pee. I'm like, okay, Faith, go to mommy because I was busy. I didn't want to deal with it. Faith, go to mommy. And we're basically the same room. She, Faith goes, okay. She walks over to mommy and unless um, it doesn't go down to smell, she just kind of feels her bottom. She doesn't, it doesn't, it's not wet. And Faith, mommy says, did you pee pee? And Faith goes, no. And mommy says, okay, it doesn't feel wet. She turns around and like gets, gets, um, gets away and starts walking away. Literally like two seconds. You can see me. If you're watching the YouTube video, you can like, she literally walks away and starts walking away for like um, two steps and sees me and says, Daddy, the pee pee dried. <laughs> gave it away. How you know? funny is I said, that? I said, oh, good, sweetheart. Go talk to mommy now. <laughs> that is so good, man. Oh, I remember. Now, there's one thing. Now, this is totally outside the movie, but there's one lesson that I wish I would have done. I probably still should do it, but I haven't now. You did this with both your boys. This is a great lesson for anybody listening who's going to have kids, who has kids that are young. Write down all the funny things. Like, just take a quick note, explain it out of the funny things that they say, the funny things that they do, because there's so many things that are so like gold mine that's just hilarious stuff. I'll give you one other quick example. So, our oldest daughter and our oldest boy, they were in the car, younger, maybe like five and three or five and four, or something like that. And Ellie's trying to talk to Elias, or uh, the, the oldest is Ellie, trying to talk to my oldest boy, Elias. And he, she keeps, Elias. Elias. And what about Elias, Elias, Elias? And my wife, Melissa says, turned around and said, Elias, why don't you answer your sister? And he goes, mommy, I don't like to talk. <laughs> I, like, I don't like to talk. And so, I mean, but yeah, that's one lesson. So taking another lesson from you, write down all the great things and things that your kids say and do. Yes, yes, you should. It's it's good. I occasionally refer back to that document. I just saved it in Word, you know, in the computer and um, refer back to it. I sit there with my kids and we read it together and have a good laugh quite often. You know, I remember one where Xander says, Daddy, your peepee is very big. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks, son. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> All right. So my second lesson is discipline is good. Now, uh, for kids, right? They they often rail against discipline. They don't like rules. They don't want to be told what to do or anything. But kids really, I really do believe that kids crave discipline. So Ted going to military school could have been really good for him. But another good thing that his dad could have probably done was lay down some better rules, you know, getting homework done, um, studying, putting away the music until the homework is done. I mean, I don't know. There's so many things that he could have probably instilled more discipline in Ted's life, doing his chores, getting a job because he was like 16 or 17 years old, not working or anything, right? Just spending all his time at Circle K with uh, with Bill. Um, so I think discipline, kids crave it. They need that discipline. They need to learn how to grow up and act and do the right things. Later on, they can choose to, you know, uh, ignore that stuff and do what they want and pursue their dreams. But at first, start with the discipline uh, with your kids for sure. That is literally my third point. That's fantastic. You're because when I saw 
the movie the first time, we didn't have kids and I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just putting myself in Bill's position or Ted's position and, you know, going through that thought. But then being a dad now with my kids sitting there watching me, I'm like, kids, don't act like these idiots like that. And then I realized the dads didn't do something right. Like they definitely did not do something right to help the prepare the kids for um, their, their boys to be actually successful and not have to go through this stuff in order to um, make sure that they get a good grade on the, on the history exam, things like that. We need to prepare our kids so much better. So the other lesson, uh, third lesson for me is teach your kids well. Like you need to make sure you instill in them how to be an adult. Like here's a big one. For me, I can tell when a kid is, um, uh, it just seems like a little awkward when I'm literally talking to them and I'm like, why don't you look me in the eyes? Like you could look, like I tell my boys when they're not looking me in the eyes, when I'm like literally talking to them, look me in the eyes. That's what adults do. I'm training you to be an adult. You look me in the eyes, you stand still. You don't be like, yeah, and just kind of like uh, play on your phone. We're not playing on our phones. You're address. Anyways, all that sort of stuff. I want to make sure my kids are literally attentive and they're going to be good production, uh, what not producers, um, uh, production members of society. Like they're, they're, yeah. Productive. Yeah. That's what I want for my kids. So that's something we need to learn from Bill and Ted's. I agree with you. 100%. Good, good, good. Uh, my third lesson was never leave a historical dude alone in the future without supervision. It was a fun, you know, seeing him go living in San Dimas, not living, but being in San Dimas, going to the water park and all that stuff. But really, like, this guy doesn't know what's going, doesn't even speak the English language. Uh, he shouldn't have been left alone like that with a little 12 year old in charge, you know, but it yeah, made for some fun stuff. So next time that happens, we need to make sure we don't leave him alone. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. Keep <laughs> Sigmund Freud right by your side. Don't let Genghis Khan go wild, uh, uh, you know, in the mall with a bat and everything. Yep. Especially you got Napoleon, the guy that's going to kill people. Little man syndrome. You definitely don't. I, I think I like Napoleon a lot, even though you can't understand a word he's saying. I really liked his character. Yeah. It well, played it out really well. Nyeek, 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 nyeek. <laughs> that's what it was. What do, you think about the, what do you think about that Ziggy Piggy thing? That was like irritating to me. I'm like, I can't believe there's a place that would do that. That would be disgustingly horrible. Yeah, my guess is that place does exist <laughs> or a very close version <laughs> of it. Um, I mean, I would love to go there and just eat that big old freaking ice cream one day, but I wouldn't want to get these guys singing Ziggy Piggy to me. You know what would be a great, and I literally just thought about this. What would be a fantastic um, restaurant is, see, you thought of like a big bowl with all those little scoops of ice cream. Cut out the middleman or not cut out, like, like basically the new thing that I would do in my restaurant you buy the one gallon cartons of ice cream and you get literally, um, let's see, how would that one, two, three, four, five? I would get um, seven cartons. And so four, I would literally not scoop it out. I would just cut out the carton, put it the whole cylinder of ice cream, one, two, three, four in a line, and then put three on the top and then maybe two more and then one. So it's basically a tower of gallons and like, here you go, have at it. So you have what, how many, however many is that, the 10? Um, uh, cartons of ice cream opened up. So screw all this scooping. That's going to take too much time. Just cut open the carton, plop it on there. There you go. Yeah, that's a good idea. I love it. I would definitely order that one. Man, that's a lot of ice cream. I guess with a, a party of 30, you could finish it maybe? Absolutely. It, yeah. You know, even if it wasn't like, you know, four wide, if it was just like three wide or mm -hmm. two wide, two and then one on the top, a little little pyramid, I think that would be phenomenal. For sure. That would be fun. 100%. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Dust, what is your, just looking at my list here, what is your Monday morning quarterback? I gave you mine, Rufus not leaving the time machine with them. 
I think, well, I definitely thought that. I literally thought, why are, like, like I said, you got better things to do. <laughs> you say yeah. another time. Why are you leaving? But um, I would say for, for Bill and Ted, what I would have done is not, not let Napoleon stay. Like I would have kept him with me, just like you said, like one of your lessons, because they kept everybody else. But it was a fun part of the story. Like his little brother, Ted's little brother's taking care of him. I would not have left Napoleon alone. He would have came with me. But then again, he might have done some damage, but you never know. But that would be my Monday morning quarterback. Lock him down so he doesn't get around and run around. Cool, cool, cool. Um, oh, you know, one thing like this movie, Demolition Man, every time they go to the future, especially 80s and 90s movies going to the future, they're all wearing grays or tans, like drab colors, and they're all in robes or caves, you know. Nobody ever in the future, nobody ever wears jeans or sneakers. What's up with that, dude? <laughs> but we've been wearing jeans and just regular shoes for, well, jeans for like 120 years now, whenever those started. I don't, I don't, Levi Strauss, you know, don't know when that started. But at least 100 years wearing jeans, I doubt they're going to be going out of fashion. I doubt khaki is what's going to come in or grays and tans, you know. I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with that. It's just, it, it's, let's make it look like it's future. Now, one thing that's always funny in movies, they, they, well, they used to back in like in the seventies and eighties when it's a future movie, they just went like 30 years ahead, uh, 40 years ahead. But what's happy or what's fun is you're in that time now we should have flying cars back to the future. Seriously. Where's my hoverboard? I literally would pay a thousand dollars for a hoverboard or $2,000. Give mm-hmm. me a hoverboard. Like I'm so upset they, Michael J. Fox, you owe me a hoverboard. That's but, right. <laughs> but now they got wise and said, you know what? Eventually the future's going to be here. If we say, you know, a thousand years from now, then it's going to be, it's never going to get here. And even if it, even when it does, they're not going to watch this movie. <laughs> so you take it out that whole issue of people being, man, Back to the Future lied to me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Remember Time Cop back in 1995, whenever that was? That was set in like 2002. <laughs> it was like a really <laughs> weird, wow, 2002, 15 years from now, we're going to be able to travel back in time. But no, yeah, <laughs> you're right. They do set things much more further into the future now. They're a little bit wiser, I guess. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Oh, what is your, I'm pretty sure I know what it is. What is your prop for this movie? Oh, you know what it is? What is it? Uh, the time machine, the phone booth. I, you know, I thought that, but it's so huge, but that's the most iconic thing. Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking that, but I was actually thinking something a little smaller, um, that Ziggy Piggy pin that, that we- <laughs> nice. No, no. So I, I actually like the, um, um, uh, Nepo- Billy Napoleon. the kids guns. What's that? Billy, the kids guns and B- bandolier. So I was going along that line of one of the characters, but I really liked, um, Genghis Kong's hat. I thought Genghis Khan's hat would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that would be pretty fun to have. And yeah, it's not as big. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, something smaller to remember the movie still. For sure. Good, good. So let me see here. I'm just taking a look at my notes. Anything? Wait, so was failed? yours Was yours the, uh, the, phone, the booth. phone booth? Okay. Well, yeah, the time machine phone booth. Yep. Got it. Now, what was the grade that you gave this movie? A. For sure. This movie still holds up. Super fun. You're right. It is a little bit corny. Some cheesy stuff in the beginning. Um, some obviously 80s kind of music, late 80s and stuff. And and um, what's up with Alex Winter's character of Bill wearing a halter top? <laughs> what's going on there? Well, yeah, and it's a sweatshirt. It's yeah. a sweatshirt halter top with a hole in it. I get the hole because he's kind of ratty. But literally, like, who would cut a sweatshirt to have it like that? 
weird huh I, really... I don't know but other than like goofy stuff like that still totally holds up i'm glad to hear that your kids liked it i'm gonna have to watch it again with my boys as well and i'm sure they will like it but totally holds up if anybody has not seen bill and ted's you've got to watch it a all the way yeah absolutely um i give it a b plus oh, and i think oh, you know... <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Terrible. So I think it's because being a little older and everything, the first part was kind of, but it it was kind of uh, corny and stuff. And it, you know, but it led up to where where they were at the very end. But I give it a B plus. I would probably watch it again, but it'd probably be like you know, actually, unless the kids want to watch it, I'll watch it if they want to watch it. But I would, it's not something I would pick. But um, so apart from the grade, you since we're recording this now, Sky, do you see this thing right there? Yes, I do. Yeah, uh-huh. you know what that is, right? Uh, um, uh, something alley. It's it's the. Uh, the Corbin's Alley. Corbin's Alley oh, game, yeah. Yeah, so we have The Fifth Element, and The Fifth Element, uh, I really, really enjoy that movie. It's a really fun movie. It has a lot of destinations, which is what I like. That's destinations going through the storytelling. But yeah, you sent this to me out of the blue. It's a, it's, um, it's a Nintendo, a Super Nintendo cartridge, a tiny miniature Super Nintendo cartridge. So anybody, go to the YouTube channel so you can actually see what not it even, is. I'm sorry, not even Super Nintendo. That's the original NES cartridge. Oh, it is. That is the okay. I remember Super Nintendo is more like a rectangle. Yeah. This is more square. So this one, it's literally the cartridge, in miniature scale, and it, it has arms and it has a gun and it has little feet and it has Corbin's Alley. It's like you know uh, what was it, um, Hogan's Alley, or I think is what it was, where you could shoot um, the ducks and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, so yeah, it's little little figuring that I have on my desk with me now. Um, I, I keep that on my desk because you, Sky, you know, I'm not a um, knickknack or tchotchke type of person and so i don't have a bunch of stuff but this is one i was like hey that works perfect let's let's put it right there so go to the youtube channel and go to our um i'll put a link we'll put a link inside the uh, show to get to the youtube channel but um the video is going to be on there as well you're gonna be able to see us chatting and having a good time cool cool yep thank you for pointing that out thanks for putting that up there that was a gift i gave to you and you know it always feels good when somebody appreciates the gift that you give them and uh and you know puts it up like that so i appreciate it yep and there was one gift that um, I, we might have mentioned this on the show, but there was one gift that was super phenomenal, but it was so amazing that I couldn't keep it. And so it was basically, it was Deadpool, Deadpool in, oh, Sky's going to pull it out. So it's Deadpool in a figurine and it is phenomenal. So check it right now. He's literally holding it up. It's Deadpool as a figurine holding two swords running. It looks, I mean, it is literally amazing. It looks so well done. So lifelike. Like if Ryan Reynolds was here, you wouldn't be able to tell. Is that Ryan Reynolds? No, yeah, that's exactly. not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyways, it's so phenomenal. But it's so big that I was just like, man, I don't know where to put it. I don't have any shelves. And so I said, you know what, Sky? Thank you very much. And I gave it to you. I, even though it's, uh, I'll say it'll still be mine, but it's going to live here at your <laughs> your house. But yeah, I knew you would appreciate or it would be fully utilized at your house as opposed to mine. So I'm really glad that you have it. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. And I'm also glad that you gave to me because this is the kind of thing I thought about buying for myself for sure, too. So, yeah, uh, it's it's I, I probably would have bought it for myself in the future or something <laughs> similar to it, you know. <laughs> Very cool. Oh, so, yeah, go to our YouTube page. Go ahead and watch the video. You can see all this great stuff that we're talking about. Cool. Bean. So anything else about uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure that we failed to mention? The only thing I would actually mention is part two, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I actually eventually, not saying we have to do it right away, but I eventually want to do that because I want to see your take. Because I remember, I haven't watched Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey for a long time, but I remember that I enjoyed Bogus Journey more so than Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but now we have part three coming out. So eventually I would want to do Bogus Journey, or at least hope to. 
Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. I wanted, I definitely want to cover that as well. But so speaking of a future movie, let's talk about next week's movie. You chose this one and we've already discussed if anybody's listened to prior episodes, they know what we're going to cover next week. We're going to talk about the new World War One movie, 1917, which hits theaters this Friday. And let me tell you, Dust, I haven't seen any trailers, but I've heard so many good things about it. I am super excited for this movie. Wow, great. I have literally not heard a thing. The only thing I saw was the plane flying and almost cr- and crashing and one, two, you know, two guys running. That's the only thing I've seen. And it's something like, get this message to them or it'll be disaster or something like that. So I'm looking forward to it. So that's great. Awesome, man. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you did enjoy this episode, please share it with a friend. We really do appreciate it. On uh, Also, we want to hear about uh, any life lessons that you took away, maybe your own Monday morning quarterback or your prop from the movie. So just go to the show notes page, watchandlearnpodcast.com slash pod 82, and then leave a message right there in the comments for us. All righty. Once again, my name is Sky. And I'm Dusty. And we will return next week with... 1917.